0: I tell you what, I'm having a hard time today, Jesus. For you and for me, death has no sting is conquered already but not yet Satan is thrown into the pit Jesus is coming in on the white horse he has won the victory listen church I just said some phrases that some people may not understand even in this room All of those things are in God's word. It's up to us to take it to everyone. This message of Jesus resurrected from the dead seems like a fairy tale, seems like a good old religious story. You know what Naaman said when he was washed? And his leprosy was gone, he said, see my change. You remember there was a prophet in the Old Testament that decided to wrestle with God? How'd that go? God changed him, and he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. Simon Peter, in relationship with Jesus, Jumped out of that boat and said, come on, Lord, show me what you got. In the midst of that, decided to show Jesus what he had and what happened. He sank. Jesus reached down. And he walked again. Who is your Jesus? See the one of scripture or is he some fairy tale? Is he the one you meet with and pray with in the mornings before you go to work? Did he really rise again for you? Jesus. 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 Today, the Lord has given me a direction to go in looking at the miracles of Easter. Because we tell these stories and they kind of all run together and it's this this magnificent, incredible story, but I want to tell you something. These stories, these, these resurrection stories, these, this crucifixion, burial, death, and resurrection, you're in there. You're a part of that story. Remember the thief on the cross? Not the one that made fun of Jesus and had his way with him, but the other one, remember that one? We're going to talk about that one, and maybe during the course of these miracles, as we unpack this story, maybe just see yourself, see yourself as that thief. Not that any of you would ever be a thief. See yourself as that depraved. Maybe even that you might even confess that you would be the one that deserved the cross. We read this story of Jesus and we start in Matthew 27. We're going to move around today through the story. As, as you know, we're reading the Chronological Bible this year and we're, we're actually in David right now and, and we're seeing King David do his thing and 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 fight a lot of battles and, and do a lot of things. And we're going to skip forward in time to this day, this Sunday, after the crucifixion, where Jesus literally said on the third day, I will rise again. In Matthew 27, verse 50, basically says... He gave up his spirit. What he said was this Tetelastai means it is finished. He proclaimed that his work on earth had been done, and he gave up his spirit. And then it says in verse 51 At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two. From top to bottom, the earth shook, rocks split apart, and the tombs opened. The bodies of many, many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. Here's a thing I want to show you right here. The first of these miracles. Yes, you would say the temple, the, the, the veil, the, the, um, the temple sheet there was torn. The curtain was torn from top to bottom as if God Himself Tore it and said, You don't need a priest anymore, you got one his name is Jesus. you don't need a a a, a big time shepherd anymore you got one his name is Jesus. The dead were raised, however is something that I think we often have missed in my study i was I was kind of had to step back and say, okay, we've gone right over this. Did you realize the next sentence where it says this? After the rock split apart, the earth shook, the tombs opened. The tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead and they left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. The first of the of the." Miracles after the resurrection, after Jesus on that Sunday morning, the first thing, or after the, the this isn't Sunday morning, this is when He uh, when He said it is finished, the first thing we see is all those things begin to happen, and dead corpses come out of the ground. That were people that were have said to have been godly. Could you imagine right now? Yesterday we, we buried a, a godly saint, Miss Lill. It meant a lot to most of us. But you know what? If we called her on the phone right now and said, Hey, would you come back to worship with us? She'd say, No way. She's busy. Right? And you see this picture of of the dead. Wait, wait, I thought you died. And they're hanging out with you in the temple, in the city gates, testifying that God did this. Do you testify that you were dead and now alive to your friends and family when you walk around the city gates? In the same manner, listen to me, church, when Christ gave His life for us and we followed Him as Savior and Lord, we were like dead walking, right? Because that's where we were headed. Death and hell. Separation for God for all eternity, but not in Christ. Not if you give your life to Jesus. Remember that thief on the cross. The second is this, Sunday early morning, it says in Matthew 28, verses 2-7, through Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear as they said to him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you were looking for Jesus who is crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. The first was the dead raised. The second was the stone was rolled away. And we don't, picture, we don't really understand this, this tomb situation, this grave situation. We don't understand the size of this stone. We don't really get that because what we do is we, we, we dig a hole and we bury the dead. Or we have a mausoleum or something. But this is a different picture. This is a big deal. This stone was huge and nobody in this room could move it. Okay, God had business that he was doing. And the ladies go and they want to go see the body and they want to anoint the body with oil and, and perfumes and those things just to preserve it a little longer, to show Jesus they love him a little more. I think they forgot. I think they forgot it was the third day. Because he wasn't there, just like he said. That stone had rolled away. If you and I were sitting having a cup of coffee, could you tell me a time in your life when the stone had been rolled away? Could you tell me when God did that miracle for you that you didn't see the way? You got up literally to the sea and there's water and then behind you are the Egyptians coming. And they're coming to take your life. It may be at work, it may be in your family, it may be wherever it may be. And you took that one step. And when you took that, maybe even before your foot even hit the water, that water parted and here's what happened. When there seemed to be no way, God made a way. There's a phrase in the scripture we love as, Believers and followers of Jesus. And it tears me up all the time. And, and you know that I'm getting to be, you know, a big crybaby. The older I get, the more I cry. And, and I don't know what it is exactly, but I do know this. That I see the severity of my sin and what it would have cost. And I see the grace of my Savior and what He paid. And here's the deal. We love to say this phrase. You ready? but God. Like my life was headed down the path of destruction, sin, self, but God. The Apostle Paul says it, that we were doomed for life without Jesus, without God, separated for all eternity, but God. Don't kid yourself. Don't think it's but how great you are. Because I promise, you can't move that stone by yourself. The dead are raised, the stone was rolled away. Sunday morning, almost midday, and John, she turned to leave and saw someone standing there. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, hold up. It was Jesus. But she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I will go get him. Mary. He calls her name. He knows her. Just like he calls your name. Because he knows you. Mary, Jesus said. She turned him and cried out, Rabbanai! Which means teacher. And she probably fell at his feet. And she probably worshipped him. As the third miracle took place, that Jesus appeared in the garden. You know, sometimes, to see Jesus... We got to go to the garden. Sometimes we have to make the effort to get away from the world and to get into the garden. You know what happens just about every time I carve out that time to be with Jesus? You know what I hear, Robert? Oh. What he knows me. Hmm. I want to encourage you. Get to the garden with Jesus. Let him call your name. Let him change your life with his simple voice. Because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The miracles continue. Jesus must be having fun by now, you know? Like, do y'all like to scare somebody occasionally? You know, they're coming around the corner, hey, you know, you like, you like, Logan likes that. That's right. Jesus has got to be having fun by now. Like, there are laws in life, right? Like, the law of gravity is a law. The apple fell on Newton's head, right? I mean, there, there are laws that just are laws. Here's, here's one of those. If, you know, the room is locked, or if you're standing around, people don't just appear did somebody say, but God? Hold on. In Luke 24, 28-32. This is Sunday afternoon, evening. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus. And at the end of the journey, Jesus acted as if he were going on. But they begged him, stay the night with us, since it was getting late. So he went home with them. And as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were open, and they recognized him. You ready? At that moment, he disappeared. Do you know why? Because he can. Just another reminder that Jesus can do whatever he wants to do. He can break the bread. He can get you excited to be with him again. And he can disappear right in front of your eyes. And remind you that he is God and you are not. So this fourth miracle, Jesus appears and then disappears Goes on again until later in the evening, Sunday night. And John, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. And because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Did you see that? Keep watching. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and in his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Then he, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Listen, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting where? Behind locked doors. A simple law is you can't appear in a room if the door's locked. Just saying. But God, unless you're Jesus, you can. And it says that he was standing there among them. Jesus had business to do, and it was important for him immediately to get the attention of. Of the disciples. Because just remember. When you're beating yourself up. About your walk with Christ. And how you're no good. And you didn't do that thing right. And you disobeyed here. Just remember that for at a solid two years. Jesus is with them on the ground. We knew that he knew them before that. But when they're doing life together. After he called them at 18 months on the boat. To drop their nets. They followed and they started doing life. For we know two years. And here's the thing. After doing that together, we know that every disciple at that moment of before the crucifixion, that every one of them ran away. Every one of them said, I don't know the guy. I don't know him. So stop beating yourself up. Because those are the same guys that Jesus appeared in a locked room to. Isn't that good? He comes to us. He pursues us. Because when we follow Jesus, he's got a job for us. He's got work for us to do. Listen, all of these miracles, and there are many more. I know I didn't get to all of them, but all these things are absolutely incredible to see in this week. And if you're a visitor, if you're a guest today, if you're someone that's not clued in to what Jesus is doing and you're not walking with Jesus, you know whether you are or not. And I want to encourage you to do this take God's word and start walking with Jesus, see what can happen. It's an incredible journey because here's where it all culminates. We actually have to back up a little bit. We have to, kind of like you're watching a movie and it goes back in time and it shows you a scene. We've got to go look at another scene and, and the reason why these miracles are so important because there's a miracle that takes place right before Jesus dies. And remember when I asked you to pretend that you were that thief on the cross? We got to go back to the cross. And there's, Two thieves, one on the right, one on the left. And one of them is mocking and jeering and making fun. If you're the, you know, save us all. What are you doing? Uh, you know, you're nothing, whatever. And the other one's like, can you not see that this is the Son of God? In Luke 23, 40 through 43, it says this. But the other thief, the one on the cross, answered, rebuking him, Don't you even fear God since you are undergoing the same punishment? We are punished justly because we're getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Jesus said to the thief, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. But God. Many of us would scratch our head and say, well, I don't understand. I I I, I watched an incredible testimony of baptism and and the questions that Jamie asked are so important to know. But why didn't Jesus ask those questions to him? How How does he get saved but he never went to Sunday school class? How does he get to go, you know? And many of you this week have seen, this week in particular, uh, there's a, a pastor, Alistair Begg. And by the way, before somebody tells me that I need to preach like him, okay, we need to go ahead and understand he's Scottish with a very strong accent. That's not going to happen, so go ahead and just watch his videos, which is great. But he tells the story of this thief And this thief gets to heaven. And you may remember this watching this video of him preaching. And he gets there and he's he's like, well, have you memorized the books of the Bible? No. Do you know the, the theological terms? And he says some things. And he says, no, I have no idea. He said, well, you haven't done any of these things. Well, why should I let you in? And you know what he says? He says, because the man on the middle cross said I could come. C.S. Lewis said this, that I think is very important for people in America to hear, because a lot of us were raised in, in religious mindset, where we have to be good, and we're trying to be good enough. One of the most heartbreaking things is when I'm, I'm I'm walking with someone that's close to death, particularly a senior adult, and they look at me and they say, "I hope I've been good enough." Because folks, we can't be good enough. C.S. Lewis said it best right here. He said, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Like I said earlier, before Jesus, we're all dead man walking. That's all of us. We're all convicted and tried and sinners without Jesus. Look at what he said to him. This is very important. He said, and he looked at Jesus and he said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Do you understand those simple words that the thief said to Jesus was, You are Lord. He did. Because he claimed that you are going to this kingdom. You are God. You are going to do this. Please just remember me when you get there. And Jesus looked back at one who was submitting his life to him as Lord. And in many versions of scripture, it says that he said, Jesus, Lord, remember me when you get to your kingdom. There's one question for us today in the miracles. And this is it, y'all. This is how miraculous God is. Is Jesus Christ your Lord? Is he your Lord? Now, before you answer that, you need to look into your heart. And you need to see the other idols. You need to see the other things. You might even need to see yourself that have been the Lord of your life. Is every decision and everything you do for yourself, your family, your decisions you make. Are they based on the Lordship of Jesus Christ? So I simply ask you again. This Easter. For the rest of your days. Is Jesus Christ your Lord? Will you bow with me? You're the only one that knows that answer. And it's a very important question. Because we can go to all the church services in the world and we can do all the things right. And I'm afraid that there's going to be some folks that get to that day of judgment that won't be able to answer that Jesus is their Lord. first step of making Jesus your Lord is submitting yourself to him you give yourself to him holy you don't pull it back and take it back and try to fix it even more and all these things you just submit to yourself you look up to him just like that thief on the cross and you say Lord remember me and he'll look back at you and say truly you'll be with me today Father God We thank you for Jesus and we thank you the the message of mercy and grace that he loves us so much that he died for us and was resurrected to give us eternal life. To defeat death and hell and Satan with a final victory. We know that Jesus Christ will never die again. We know that he'll come get his church, his bride and forever and ever we will worship him not in spirit and truth like we do now, but face to face for all eternity. We love you, O Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.